the Sun Devils have finally received some good news as a brand new quarterback who has been speculated here for a while and Emery Jones has committed to Arizona State via the transfer portal. We're going to talk about everything that we need to know about him on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back on the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember that this podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you want to check us out in a visual platform. Wherever you get your podcast, though, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, five-star, share, rate, all that good stuff. Let us know how we're doing. If you're on Twitter, follow me at RichieBrad36 and follow the podcast while you're there as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Guys, it's been doom and gloom in Tempe for quite a while now. There's been so many transfers, 17 to be exact, 17 transfers that the Arizona State Sun Devils football team has had to endure in one offseason. I mean, that that's a lot over like a four to five year stretch. To do it in one offseason is just completely unheard of for a Power 5 program. I can't remember the last time I saw a team get th- dismantled this badly in, in a span of like three to four months. I mean, it's just been piling on and on and on. And it's been so hard to stay positive about this football team and the program and the direction that it's going. But Arizona State finally, finally had something go its way in a in, in, a, in a major way too. As quarterback Emory Jones, former Florida Gator, has committed to the Sun Devils. Now, flashback a few weeks ago, Emory Jones had taken a visit to Tempe and he did leave without officially declaring that he was going to come to Arizona State and become the quarterback of 2022. Now, keep in mind, it will only be 2022. He is a graduate senior. So this is his only season with the Sun Devils. Keep that in mind. Now that that's out of the way, he he had left. We weren't really sure what the future held. Were we were we still in the running? Did he not like what he saw? Was he just weighing his options more? Whatever it ended up being, we weren't 100% sure. So we had to continue rolling the dice with what we had in Trenton Borgay and Paul Tyson and the rest of the guys. Which, is it is it the most exciting thing in the world? No, but it, it, it was the future that we had to deal with, right? It was the situation that was laid in front of us and we... And, and I'm not trying to say this like like it's a like it's a bad thing. It was just as I have said many times before. It was an unknown factor. These guys have less than 30 career pass attempts, and throwing them straight into the fire in a must-win season is not exactly the best way to set these guys up for success. So, I felt that Arizona State needed to reach out of its out of its boundaries and out of its borders of the state of Arizona to bring in another transfer and a guy who would make an immediate impact for the team. That's Emory Jones. This was a conversation that we've had previously as speculation. 
This was this was a previous conversation before he even took a visit to Arizona State University. After that, I mean, things have just spiraled downhill to the point where we're almost begging Emory Jones to commit to the Sun Devils. And it finally happened today, Thursday, earlier in the afternoon. It was officially confirmed by Emory himself, as well as the NCAA's transfer portal page on Twitter. We got him, guys. We got him. And that that's such, such a big deal. And I'm going to spend the entirety of this episode talking about how big a deal it is, the, the severity of his impact, and what it means for the Sun Devils moving forward. But putting a bow on everything before we hop into our first break already is the situation that Arizona State was in was dire. Herm Edwards was in a make-or-break year because all the NCAA accusations were coming down on his head. All of these players have left the program, and not small players. I mean, like, important players like Eric Gentry and Ricky Pearsall, Jaden Daniels, all of those guys out the door, guys you expected to step up. Spencer Lovell was gone. Tommy Hill is gone. There, there were tons of guys who ended up leaving Arizona State for potentially greener pastures. Nonetheless, this has been this has been just just a very much one of those like Herm, you're gonna have to figure it out. Like, regardless of the fact that you're losing so much, this is pretty much Herm's last year to finally get things rolling at Arizona State. If he doesn't this year, I feel like he's gone. What bringing in Emory Jones tells me is Herm realizes this. And he wasn't impressed enough by what he saw during training camp to officially commit to Emory Jones. Now, remember, number one friend of the podcast, Donnie Drew, has said many a times, and a direct quote to the media was Herm Edwards saying, I hope the guy is on the roster, something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. But he was hoping that the quarterback was at camp. Apparently, he wasn't because Tyson, Borgay, and the rest of the guys didn't stand out enough. And Ethan Long is transferred. And if anything from what Donnie has told us speculation-wise is true, I would anticipate Trenton Borgay is also going to transfer. Now, I do not expect Paul Tyson to transfer. He just got here, and Emory Jones is a one-year option for the team. And if Borgay does transfer, then that would leave Tyson as the sole heir to the Arizona State Sun Devils football team quarterbacking position. So... I do not anticipate Tyson the transfer. If he does, I'd be blown away. Borgay wouldn't be shocked one bit based off of what Donnie has told me. Borgay is looking to start now. Uh, he, he deserves an opportunity. So does Tyson. But that's not the situation that Arizona State is in right now. Bless you, Harley. That might puppy sneezing. But this is not the situation that Arizona State is in right now. Arizona State is in a win-now mode. You cannot afford to not be bowl eligible and not win seven or eight games this year. If you fall short of your 506 and six mark, you're fired, Herm. It's it's curtains for you. So this was a situation where they absolutely needed to win right now in this moment, no exceptions. Herm has put himself in that situation with the signing of Emory Jones. We'll talk about that more in just a moment, but we are going to go ahead and hop into our first break when we return. The discussion continues on Emory Jones and the great news that this is for the Arizona State Sun Devils. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. BetOnline.net is still your number one source for all your betting needs 
stats, and information. Find all the latest sports development, league news, and news, including this year's basketball playoff, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's run to the Roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on Sundials your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. We're not going to wait any longer. We just hopping right back into this conversation about Emory Jones coming to Arizona State. So we talked about the immediate ramifications that it has for Herm Edwards, right? This, this is, this is him basically saying that I don't trust the guys we have to save my job, but I trust Emory Jones to do it. This is not a reflection of Herm saying these guys aren't the future. Okay. Let's go ahead and make that crystal clear. No one is saying that Paul Tyson is not the future at Arizona state. He's just not the solution for 2022. Okay. 2022, they have no choice but to win now. But let's say they go out and they go eight and four this year and they finish, bless you, and they finish like third place in the Pac 12 South. That takes a little bit of the stress off of Herm. That allows him to go into 2023 with a little more leeway to allow Paul Tyson to continue to develop. Better yet, This is setting Tyson up to not be thrown into what honestly looks like a dumpster fire considering the offense is not tailored around Tyson's strengths. And he is brand new to the program. At least with Borgay, he had a little bit of familiarity with the guys. Tyson would have been set up to fail. And if he had succeeded, then goodness gracious, that dude should be the first overall pick. I'm not doubting Tyson's ability. I am doubting the situation would have been set up for Tyson to succeed. It, it just, and, and yeah, it just, it, it, it was it was a big jumbled mess. Borgay at least had a little bit of familiarity with the program. He would have been set up more to succeed than Tyson was. Emory Jones is coming in. Now I understand that he did not get spring ball with these guys. So he is definitely going to be figuratively behind the eight ball here. There, There's going to be a lot of work that he's going to have to put in by himself. He is going to need to work out with his teammates a lot. And he's going to need to put in the time and effort in the playbook, on the practice field, in the gym, everywhere. This There has never been a more pivotal moment in Emory Jones' football career than right now transferring to Arizona State. And I'll say this for the billionth time. We do not have national championship intentions. I don't even know if we have Rose Bowl intentions right now. We just want to be a competitive football team. I I, I think this, here, here's what I'll say. I think that the bare minimum of this team right now is six and six. That is no longer a ceiling. That is a, that is a worst case scenario floor is a six and six bowl eligible season. Emory Jones led Florida to a six and seven record last year. A losing record, sure, but he did it in the SEC, and he managed to actually put up some electrifying moments with the Gators. He, he was a much better player than Jane Daniels. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and just say that right here and now. Emory Jones across the board 
was a better player than Jaden Daniels. Emory Jones had a higher had a higher um, yards per attempt, or excuse me, they tied with 7.9 yards per attempt. He had more passing yards. He had, what is that? Almost 400 more passing yards. He threw 19 touchdowns to Jaden's 10. He threw 13 interceptions, but Jaden also threw 10. So Jaden with a flat 1.0, at least Emory Jones was throwing more touchdowns than interceptions. Now, the completion percentage is splitting hairs here. Emory Jones, 64.7. Jaden Daniels, 65.4. And looking at the pass attempts, uh, Emory attempted 46 more passes. Same amount of games, by the way. They both played 13 games. Meanwhile, they both were dynamic, rushing kind of quarterbacks. Jaden Daniels, 5.1 on the ground, uh, 710 yards and six touchdowns. Flipping it to the other side, Emory Jones had 5.3 on the ground, 759 yards, and four touchdowns. For what it's worth, he did catch a touchdown, so kind of that gimmicky little little fun weapon. But Emory was better pretty much across the board compared to Jaden Daniels, and they're pretty much the same build in terms of height. Emory is quite a bit heavier, which naturally isn't saying much because Jaden is so rail thin. But Emory Jones, at least a respectable weight at 211 pounds, standing at six foot two, according to uh, sportsreference.com. Emory Jones brings to the table what Jaden brought to the table. That's where I'm standing with this. They're, they're very, very similar guys. Jaden, I think, has a little more pro upside because there's a lot more untapped potential with his arm, but he hasn't reached that potential. Emory Jones, you know what you're getting. He's not a dynamic passing quarterback. He is efficient. He's not some Lamar Jackson kind of runner, nor is he that kind of quarterback. But he is good and like very good, very quality. This is a guy who really helps you translate. And especially in a big season where there's a lot of question marks, Emory Jones is the potential solution here. Emory Jones should be able to help you make a smoother transition from the Jaden Daniels era to the future. And again, Emory Jones is only going to be here one year. That's just a fact. It is what it is. He is a redshirt senior. He is out of eligibility. That's okay. He has been a quality quarterback. He served his time as a backup to NFL player Kyle Trask. He was a Heisman finalist. Emory Jones showed that he is capable. Is he great? No, he's not great. Is he bad? Far from it. He is a good quarterback. He is above average. That's pretty much everything Arizona State could ask for right now. The moment you lost Jaden Daniels, you kind of sat there and you were like, this season's over. Like, You just lost your quarterback that's been starting for you for three straight years. How are you supposed to recover from that? This, this is how you recover from that. Is you plug in Emory Jones to be your plug and play guy. You have him sitting behind center, being your signal caller and being an electric playmaker. Guys, you're not going to notice a difference. I'll go ahead. Bold prediction. Bold prediction here. Locked on network and put me on blast if they want to. There is not going to be a difference in 2022 compared to 2021 between Emory Jones and Jane Daniels. The difference is Emory is going to be better. Put me on blast, at me on Twitter, whatever you want to do. Emory Jones in 2022 is going to be better than Jaden Daniels was in 
2021. Maybe it's a hot take. Maybe it's a lazy take. I don't know. But what I will tell you is I think Emery is a better right now quarterback than Jaden is. Jaden definitely has the long-term future. And this isn't this isn't a Jaden Daniels hating podcast. If you have listened to this podcast, you know that I like Jaden Daniels. He frustrates the hell out of me, but I love him. I'll defend him. That's my guy. Emery is now my guy. I've been wanting Emery for a while now. He's here. It's official. Get used to it, guys. Let's go ahead and hop into our final break. When we return, we're going to go ahead and just continue this conversation. We're essentially going to talk about what it means for the offense, how it's going to look, and a little bit of everything in between. This remains the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. And now we return to put together a conclusion for this Thursday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast as we have conversation about Emory Jones. So again, like I pointed out, Jones is pretty much right where Jaden was at a year ago, probably even a little better. One more thing to consider. He was doing this against SEC competition. Jaden Daniels was struggling against Pac-12 competition. The best defenses he played were Utah and Wisconsin. Nothing to like, like just blow you away. Let, let me explain that comment because that could definitely be misconstrued. Those are two very good defenses. But let me look over at the SEC. Florida played Georgia tough-ish for the most part. They also had to go up against Arkansas, LSU. I don't believe they played Alabama this last year, but they very well could have. But the SEC has always been dominated by great defenses. 2021 was no exception. And again, Emory Jones wasn't like some outstanding player. He did struggle. Who wouldn't struggle first year starting in the SEC? Another thing to keep in mind, because I feel like people would look at the SEC and say, well, he probably had better options. I don't know if he truly did. I did a little bit of looking for myself and he, he got the most out of what he had. Jacob Copeland, his number one receiver, had less than 700 yards, okay? And Emery was their leading rusher. Damian Pierce, who is in the NFL now, only had 574 yards in 13 games. So Emery was the leading rusher. He was a good passer and efficient. So there's not much complaining that you should be able to do. And keep in mind, the year prior, Florida had Kadarius Toney and Kyle Pitts, both of who were first-round picks in the 2021 draft. So losing those on offense is going to set any team back. But Emery did everything in his power to will the Gators to a 6-6 six and six record. And the Florida Gators are not what they once were. So to get them that far remains impressive. At one point in time this past year, I'm pretty sure they were ranked in the top 10. They fell off. But they started out the year really strong. I think just kind of closing thoughts, and I'll wrap it up. First, I want to talk about the offense. I was saying that ideally you have some kind of mobile quarterback to help continue a transition into a new era at Arizona State, which is why Borgay would have been the safer option. 
Emory Jones gives you that option to roll out a, a run-heavy offense with a quarterback that can extend plays, roll out, take off if he wants to, and he's explosive. This is also really important because you lost pretty much your entire receiving core is gone. So with these receivers trying to get accustomed to larger roles, it's going to be a lot nicer for them to have a quarterback who can break plays open, and then the receivers just need to worry about getting themselves open. So is it is it ideal to be in that kind of offense for a receiver? Probably not. I mean, you'd rather be somewhere where you feel more comfortable and confident in your route running savviness and the playbook. But I think the biggest thing for them is just trying to gain some kind of confidence. Finding a way to get open for a mobile quarterback can do just that for you. The run game, which I believe was going to be strong regardless, should be even stronger. Emory Jones is going to make the run game better. Not only because teams have to respect him, but because he just he allows you to be more creative. You can stay with that Jaden Daniels kind of offense. You can roll out Nagata. You can roll out Zavian. You can roll out Tevin White. You can roll out everybody. And you allow this offense to dictate the pace of the game. Thunder, lightning, a little bit of everything in that backfield right now. And now you have a scat back quarterback. You should be able to finish bare minimum top half of the Pac-12 in in just rushing offense across the board. I feel like there's no excuse for this rushing offense to not be great. You have three quality running backs. You have good depth behind them. Now you have that quarterback who can continue the mold of what you've seen with Jaden Daniels and with Manny Wilkins prior to that. This is the guy. This is the guy that you trust. Outside of that, what does it mean for the program right now? It means that everybody realizes this this is a this is a winner go home kind of situation. Best case scenario right now, probably seven, eight win season. Worst case is you're not bowl eligible, you lose out. One more thing to consider before we close out. Emory Jones is probably playing for his NFL career. Now, I don't know if there is one. I haven't watched enough of him. I would tell you the NFL is very difficult for a lot of guys to get into. I I would love to see Emery do everything in his power to turn some heads this year and put the spotlight on him and on the Sun Devils and find a way to get himself to Mobile for the Senior Bowl or even to Vegas for the East-West Shrine Bowl or the Combine. And the best way for him to do that is to go to this broken Arizona State Sun Devils football program, rebuild them, and show the world that he is good enough to lead a team and be the reason a team wins football games. It's no longer just about being good enough at Florida. It is now going to be being better than the obstacles around him at Arizona State. I'm not saying bet on it, okay? I'm not saying that this dude is going to be a Heisman contender. I don't think those are fair expectations for anyone. Even even guys who 
who are Heisman contenders. I feel like that's still not the right thing to do is to place those expectations on them. But I do think that Emery could be the guy to get us through 2022 by the skin on our teeth. And not to worry because there will be plenty more conversations to have over the remainder of the offseason. But that is going to go ahead and conclude this Thursday edition of the Locked on Sun Levels podcast. Thank you guys so, so much for making Locked on Sun Levels your first listen every day. Remember, we are still free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you want to check us out there. Do yourself a favor. Make your second listen, the Locked on Pac-12 podcast with all your Pac-12 news in 30 minutes or less with Pac-12 expert Spencer McLaughlin. Just like the Locked on Sunnels, it's free and available on all platforms. And until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.